and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe. But before we begin, a word about our sponsors, Natural Mat, who make beds and mattresses by hand in Devon using natural, organic and renewable materials with absolutely zero chemicals, synthetics or glues. But it's not just about what your mattress is made of, it's crucial to choose the right one. Buying a better mattress is often a pretty unenjoyable experience with endless of choice, rows of beds lined up like sardines under a bright white light. Now, natural mat showrooms couldn't be more different. They go to great lengths to create a calm, soothing atmosphere that makes you want to spend a proper amount of time trying out their beds and mattresses to ensure you find exactly the right one for you. You're so right. I mean, I remember buying ours actually quite a while ago. We'll probably do a new one now, but it was exactly that. Rows and rows of beds in the shop and a queue of people sort of moving around from bed to bed. It wasn't remotely relaxing. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have watched, thought of you bouncing on hundreds of beds in a day with getting furious. I'm furious, yes. <laughs> I feel like we've all been there though, haven't we? I think it's important that you take your time and watch one tip is that many people I think wrongly assume that a hard mattress is best especially if you've got a bad back but actually what you want is your spine to be straight when you lie on your side and well bodies we're curvy aren't we exactly that so it's not about the mattress it's about you your hip and shoulder need to sink slightly into a mattress so your spine stays straight If you're too light for a hard mattress, your spine will curve because your hip and shoulder won't sink into it, so you'll curve them up at either end. It sounds quite technical, but actually you do know, don't you, when it just feels right. It's the Goldilocks thing, isn't it? (laughs) Don't think about what you should have, but take the time to think about what feels right. Too hard, too soft, just right. A natural matter made it easy. You've got hard, medium or soft to choose from. To find out more about their organic beds and mattresses or pick up some fabric samples, head to their website at naturalmat.co.uk or visit one of their showrooms in London, Devon and the Cotswolds. And listeners can receive 10% off their first order with Natural Mat either online, in-store or over the phone by using the code GREATINDOORS10, valid until the 31st of August 2023. So Kate, while I've been all consumed with my home renovation, I haven't got up to London to see the Wow House yet at Chelsea Design Centre. And this is this is something I like to do every year. This is basically where they take some of the biggest names in British interior design and give them a room to design. And it's like Olympic competitive interior design, isn't it? Where uh, these designers get to showcase their best looks it's great for us because we get to see the latest products the latest looks it's quite trend orientated but it's also just because this is high-end design as well isn't it it's just really gorgeous I've been too busy I haven't got up there yet but you recently went to have a sneaky peek what can you tell me? Yes, you're absolutely right. This is now the second year of Wow House. And it's basically the idea of a house, but it's a series of rooms that are linked together that they give to British and also American designers from all over the world. 
to create a space. So there is loosely a dining room, a bedroom, a sitting room, a library. But there's also this year the Legend Room, which was done by Nicky Haslam, a legend in his own lunchtime. And he was inspired by great film stars. um, And he's created this amazing curtains with a fur wrap on it, which was inspired by someone's ball gown. So there's absolutely masses to see. And I remember when I wrote about it last year, people were like, oh, it's too much all in a house. And it's like, no, that that's not quite the point. It's not that you would decorate your whole house like this, but it's about going around and seeing trends and inspiration and taking ideas. And, you know, I don't want to sound like an old cliche, but this year it was a bit of a wow. I think the designers outdid themselves. So a few things that I picked up on, everybody went big on ceilings this year. Um, And I think that's a trend we've seen in our own interiors. Now, there was an amazing dining room by Joy Moyler, who did a thatched ceiling. Now, clearly, we're not all going to thatch our ceilings in our own houses. But the idea was about bringing texture. So there was lots of rattan, there was fabric draped ceilings and sort of tented ceilings. There was applique curtains, there was cork floors and wooden floors and it was it was just incredible if you get the chance to go it's on until the 6th of July at the Chelsea Design Harbour anyone can go and you can just go and have a wander about and one of my other highlights actually in Joy Moyler's dining room she was inspired by Christian Dior and at the end of her dining table she'd created a little nook at the end of the room with these incredible red velvet draped walls and curtains going across it and she called it the tattle room and apparently she took inspiration from the designer Christian Dior about having a little space at the end of the night where you could just retreat from the dining room, have a little cocktail and have a little tattle about everybody that had been there. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Great fun. A tattle room. We all need a tattle room. Excellent. Yeah, and there yeah. was also actually a room which was called the Courtyard Room. But it was like a nightclub and that was done by Maddox Creative and they created their own beautiful scent. So it was, you know, as soon as you went in, it smelt amazing and it had curved sofas to make it into a conversation pit. And they said, you know, we were told to call it the Courtyard Room, but we want to call it the 3am room. And I was like, and that's the other thing everybody needs. It's a 3am room, isn't it? End of the night, lounging about, having that last drink. Love it. Last cup of peppermint tea for me these days. I'd like a nice space to have my peppermint tea at 3am. It's all sounding very indulgent. That was lovely. To me. Do go if you get a chance. And are we seeing, I mean, usually as well, the warehouse is big on colour and pattern and maximalism or... You see, I mean, obviously you saw the thatch ceiling and the rattan. It was interesting because last year was the first one and I and they picked different designers every year to collaborate with. So last year there was a lot of William Morris and that intense pattern and it was very full on. This year there was a lot of colour, but I felt slightly less on on the sort of intensity of it. So there was one bedroom which had wallpaper and lots of different patterns and textures, but it was done in 15 shades of green. So it was actually really calming. And there was a beautiful sort of embroidered cushion, again, texture, applique, embroidered cushion in shades of green. And there was a frill around the edge. And it wasn't till you got up close, you realised the frill was in leopard print. So it's a bit more subtle this year. Um, and really all about, you know, feeling, you know, sort of wallpapers you could touch and, and yeah, really tactile. Oh, I'm going to get myself down there. Get, get myself down. 
feeling a bit of leopard print trim. That's what, oh, that's what I need. <laughs> and my tattle room. You need a tattle room. Yeah, you see, you've just done your house. Have you factored in the tattle room? You have not. <laughs> yeah, start oh, again. stop. Stop the podcast. I need to, re- yes, exactly. I need to, uh, I need to redecorate. Now, let's get on with the show because a few weeks ago, we did a deep dive into all things kitchen design and it proved really popular with you, including our special bonus interview with Jen, who is a professional kitchen designer at Magnet Design My Kitchen with me, was part of our Insiders Club. Yes, a quick reminder that you can sign up to join the Insiders Club at thegreatindoorspodcast.com. So we thought this time we could get into bedroom design and all things bedroom related. And for our insiders, we've got a bonus episode once again. We have managed to persuade the founder of our sponsors, Natural Mat, to sit down with us. Maybe we should say lie down with us for a quick (laughs) chat on all things mattresses and sleeping. Oh, I absolutely love that chat. It was so insightful. I mean, having designed quite a few bedrooms myself, bought quite a few beds, there's still so much to learn. And I think one thing we've really decided is that Our sleep and our sleep spaces are just so important to us, aren't they? Absolutely. And I think, Sophie, you know, you you keep sort of saying how tired and exhausted you are. I think in addition (laughs) to your mammoth kitchen revamp, you've also done your bedroom, haven't you? Yes, I have just redone my bedroom and I am absolutely loving it. So my bedroom before was painted in a lovely, calming turquoise colour. I found that a very restful shade. Well, I'm going to take issue with that. Some of us do not find turquoise that restful, beautiful oh, colour. so lovely. Really calming colour. It's not restful for me, but it was a beautiful colour. It was a beautiful colour. And then I had a really bold patterned headboard. So that's where I got my pattern in. And plain cream curtains which you gave me quite a ribbing about because I'd actually got something cream in my house but they do have giant pom-poms. Pom-poms were my idea I think just can we just put the record straight listeners. So shall I paint a picture of what the new bedroom looks like? Go on then. And the reason why I've also redecorated my bedroom is as I've mentioned before and I'm going to keep mentioning it until it happens because it's so exciting my new wallpaper and fabric collection with Harlequin launches in August creeping ever quicker but we had to install the wallpaper and the fabric for the photo shoot because of printing and print runs and blah 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 so you can't see the bedroom yet but let me paint the scene and it'll give you an insight into how I like to sleep (laughs) I think it's gonna be your worst nightmare I think it might so gone are the calming turquoise plain walls and in with the chintz I've got this amazing over-the-top psychedelic floral wallpaper on all four walls of course I do I was tempted to put it on the ceiling it's not on there at the moment but it might still got a cream ceiling cake and that's clearly a faux pas in today's uh, decorating trends so yeah very intense and it it was lovely working with Harlequin because they're part of the Sanderson group and they have this incredible archive of prints so we got an archive print but recolored it in my acid bright psychedelic colors so you've gone acid bright colors and here this is where I want to start with bedrooms people because you have to work out what's going to help you sleep and let me be very clear here acid bright colors are not going to help me sleep I mean I know you love those colors but are you actually going to be able to relax in that yeah I think so because it's also broken up I've got three windows in my room so you've got to consider that so there's the pattern is slices in between windows 
can, to circle back to my plain cream curtains with the giant pom-poms, they've gone back in. And this is this is the good thing. I think it's also thinking about that I've got three windows with long curtains and they're really expensive to have made because yeah. I like I like a nice interlined curtain and I made that investment. But I don't want to do that with a pattern because I am somebody who changes and switches things around. So my plain cream per- curtains go really nicely and they actually create a bit of a pause in between the pattern so the pattern is broken up by big windows plain curtains so it's creating that balance so we've painted the picture of your bedroom let's just back up a bit there because there's quite a lot to unpick when it comes to bedroom design so you have clearly started with a pattern and it's a very full-on pattern and we would expect nothing less of you um and you have that's a really interesting tip broken it up with long plain cream curtains so yes it is your starting point for you that's a dramatic wallpaper weirdly i also have wallpaper in my bedroom yeah and all four walls as well on all four walls and it is it's quite a it's quite a strong paper it's quite a strong pattern it's very detailed it's very floral it's quite an intense pattern if you look at it closely but it's basically a sort of shade of greeny olive green on cream so I've gone again you would expect nothing less for the very knocked back only two colours, but quite a big pattern. And I've got that on all four walls. And yes, I also have cream curtains that are full length. I have two windows, minor velvet. So it's the similar ideas to Sophie's, but just a different colour scheme and the curtains to kind of break it up. But while we're on pattern, I want to come back to that headboard because Sophie, your old bedroom was known for that very, very full-on patterned headboard. And if you are someone perhaps who is a little bit afraid of brighter colours or worried that you don't want too much going on in a bedroom, a headboard is actually a really good place to do it because the chances are you only see it when you walk into the room and you certainly don't see it when you're in bed. So it can be a really good way, actually, to bring in some personality, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. But you can also have patterned wallpaper and a patterned headboard, because of course I've done that. I mean, it is going to be a masterclass in how to use as many patterns in one room as you can. But I've got a stripe. I've got a bold, multicoloured stripe on the headboard now, which picks out the colours in the floral paper. And it's actually... I'd say harder to look at than a floral because it's very geometric. So I'm glad that is behind my head when I'm in bed. And even though the floral wallpaper is very strong in colour, it's very pretty and it sort of dances across the room. The other thing I would also say about bedrooms is I think we get very fixated on the sleeping part. Oh, it must be calm, it must be restful, it must be fudgy, neutral, taupey, plain because I need to go to sleep. I actually don't have a problem sleeping. As soon as my head hits that pillow, I am gone. So for me, I don't have a lot of anxiety about creating this restful cocoon. And actually what putting pattern and maximalist colour everywhere in the room has done for me is this feels like a really uplifting quite glamorous space I've bought myself a dressing table Kate I mean how grown up am I never had a dressing table I've always stood hovering over my chest of drawers trying to do my lippy well good luck with that because the last time I stayed in a hotel we had a dressing table and I got really excited and I have never sat down to do my makeup because like you I always stand in front of the mirror sat down and was so unused to sitting down and the proportions of everything I immediately stabbed myself in the eye with my mascara so good luck with that (laughs) I've gone back to standing 
<laughs> well, part of it is, is, that, is that, again, this is a bedroom. You know, I don't just sleep in it. It's somewhere where I get ready for my day. I get dressed. I do my hair. And I just feel fabulous in my brightly coloured patterned bedroom. This is a really key point and one of the things I think you need to really think about when you're doing your bedroom. Of course, it's about the colours and patterns you like, but I think you sort of have to start with, you know, are are you a, a night owl or are you an early bird? I you know, have have dark colours. My last house was very dark and dramatic, but I've worked out that I need a lighter bedroom. Otherwise, I just ain't getting up in the morning. So my bedrooms, <laughs> for me, it needs to be a paler colour. And also, mm. I am only in my bedroom in the morning. Uh, well, I mean, I sleep there. What I mean is I don't tend to come back into it in the daytime. So I have a, my whole decor in there is, for me, very restful colours with the wallpaper we mentioned earlier has pink woodwork so it's very it is those neutral fudgy taupey colors that Sophie's going to hate but for me that helps me feel calm and go to sleep and I don't need to be in there in the day you have to think about is a dark bedroom going to help you sleep or help you get up in the morning and also are you going to be dancing around in there ready to get out at night is your dressing table doubling up as a desk? It always comes back to these three questions that it's what are you doing in there and when are you doing it? And that's where you need to start. Definitely. But I, yeah, I think I, I challenge the awfully churned out feeling that a bedroom has to be restful and calm. I think it can be uplifting and glamorous and fabulous. And that's definitely what I'm channeling with. And I think there are other ways to do that. We talked about colour a lot on this, I mean, my, I like the brights and you like the more tonal shades, but also I think texture's really important in a bedroom. I'd say more than any other room in the house, it's a real opportunity. And I'm kind of talking about our bedrooms here, not our kids' bedrooms. Your bedroom, your guest bedroom, perhaps, is to really think about all those lovely tactile textures. So I have a velvet headboard. I've got a lovely weave that's got a really soft, silky feel on the bed throw. I've got silk brush trimmed cushions. You know, they stro- you stroke them, it feels like a cat. It's just, oh, I love a silk brush trim. <laughs> I've, I've got an actual real life cat, so I don't need a cushion like that. <laughs> You know, that's why I sort of push the boat out with my curtains that are interlined so they just look and feel really padded and fabulous. Well, let's talk about window dressings for a moment because that's another big thing. And as you say, yes, we've both got full length curtains. You've heard us talk before about how we prefer a full length curtain where possible to a short one. But I had blinds in the last bedroom. I had blackout blinds um, and they had a pattern on them. And so they were very practical and it was quite minimal in keeping with the feel of the bedroom. But I have to say in the new house where we've gone for these full length velvet curtains, I'm really enjoying that tactility and that feeling of luxury it brings. And I hadn't expected that. I've always been like, well, I just need blackout blinds. It's really practical. You know, they can have a pattern on them. That's my decor done. And it's a whole different thing with a curtain. So, you know, but they are expensive. So, you know, you have to you have to judge your budget. But I think it's it's worth having. I've got thermal interlined curtains, so they're not blackout. I now find, you know, now I've gone beyond the stage of small children... I don't want a complete blackout blind. I like to, you know, for the room to get gradually lighter as the day comes in. So I've gone for a thermal lining, which will keep it warm. But I do find, because they're cream, that the light sort of gradually turns on, if you like, as the day's approaching. And I quite like that. So again, 
what do you need to go to sleep in your space? Yeah, I think that's really important. I'm with you. I like a bit of a diffused light in the morning. But um, my husband, Tom, on the other hand, has to have it like a cell of darkness. Give him a sleep mask. Yeah, I know. Seriously, as soon as a little chink of sunlight, that's him awake and up and uh, can't get back to sleep again. So I suppose, yeah, again, it's, it's all down to personal preference, isn't it? It is down to personal preference. And that then, I think, brings us on to flooring. And this is another way I've had a bit of a revelation. In the last house, we were all painted floorboards and rugs. And in this bedroom, we've gone for sisal, which is really quite tactile. It's natural. It's warm underfoot. And I'm really loving that. I feel that my whole bedroom is so much cosier than the last one. So I had sort of floorboards and blinds and just a rug. And I did have a velvet headboard, but the whole thing was much more sort of architectural, if you like, much more structural. And here, still got the same velvet headboard, same bed, but, you know, long curtains, a full wall-to-wall floor covering. For me, that's, that's answering what I need much more now. I think you've also got... Fully, a fully floored floor? Yeah, so I've actually just had the bedroom flooring change. So when we bought the house, the whole house was head to toe fitted beige carpet, which room by room I've been getting rid of. And I went for a seagrass alternative flooring floor throughout the first floor. So all the bedrooms and the landing are in this natural flooring and it's quite hard it's like a little massage for your feet I'm not gonna lie um and I quite enjoy that I enjoy padding around in my socks or bare feet and feeling quite hard texture but around the bed it's not nice so the reason why I've chosen it is it goes with rugs brilliantly I don't like a wool rug on a wool carpet for me it doesn't work visually. They don't sit well together. You, they just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. I think rugs need to go on a hard floor. That's just my personal preference. Um, but they, but rugs go really well on a natural floor. So your sizals, your coirs, your seagrasses, things like that. So finally, my bedroom has out with the musty old threadbare, awful beige carpet that we inherited. And in with the seagrass. Honestly, our room smelt like a hay barn for about a week. I absolutely loved it. It smelt so good. And then I've bought, oh, this is interesting. Do you remember the Benny Uren I had in big Moroccan rug that I had in the living room? Oh, and my mum was like, that's a really bad choice of rug. It's cream. It's going to get trashed. I was like, okay, pipe down, mum, with your practical. I mean, I just, you know, I really like it. And I got it because I wanted to try and reflect some light back into our dark living room. Anyway, she was right. It got completely trashed. Ribena stains, red wine stains. Did a Googling, got a company online, Carpet Bright or someone they were called. Came and picked it up, took it away. Charged me quite a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. I think it was about 400 quid. <gasps> to clean it? Yeah, it was quite a lot of money, but... But Kate, it's come back good as new. It's like amazing. It's like a new rug. I don't know what they've put on it, but it's got rid of everything. And this rug was trashed. And so I put it in my bedroom and it looks brilliant. And the the thing about those rugs is they're really soft because that's the other thing. Bedrooms 
are the one room where I think carpet is still by far and away the most popular floor covering because you want to be able to walk around barefoot. You want to get out of bed and put your feet on something soft. So whether it's a rug, whether it's a sheepskin, I had for many years on the floorboards when the boys were little in their prams, we had those sheepskins for them to lie on in their prams. And after they'd grown out of prams, we had them as bedside rugs and they're lovely and soft. So that is softness on the floor, I think, is a is a really key consideration. And size. So this rug as well, which is probably one of the reasons why it was so expensive to have clean, is massive. It's like three and a half by two and a half metres. It's huge. So it fills that big area and I can sit the bed on it so I think an, another thing to think about with rugs in the bedroom is well you can either go for like little runners either side of the bed that looks quite nice something soft to walk on or just go for one big enormous fluffy rug don't scrimp on the softness underfoot no I've never quite understood where people just have a rug at the end of the bed I'm like well what is that for because you're, you're not getting out of bed onto that and it looks yeah. a bit we're back to that sort of island so I think yes either side, a small one either side or a massive one under the whole thing. But anything else kind of looks a bit like you didn't, you know, you couldn't find one mm, big enough. Didn't mean yeah, it. Absolutely. So yeah, flooring, really key. Window dressings we've looked at. Now we come to the really tricky one here, storage storage in a bedroom because not everybody has the space for a dressing room so do you go fitted or freestanding fitted every time in your main bedroom you can have your freestanding antique furniture i think in your guest rooms but i think clothes organization that's a whole new podcast actually we should get an expert on to talk to us about clothes i would personally really love to do that because i haven't nailed it yet how to organize my clothes it's a whole thing but i think it's getting the right type of storage for how you store it whether it's rails or drawers the whole thing needs breaking down and I think it's really worth investing in I think it's true because I mean I think you've said before a statistic which I love which is when you build in storage for for anything you get 30% more space when it's built in than when it's freestanding and I've had as you've had I'm sure you know beautiful antique wardrobes they're old pine ones it was an old mahogany one of my grandmother's they look amazing but they're quite often Often, they don't have hangers in them or they're not deep enough mm. for modern hangers or you can the drawers don't pull out the drawers is too heavy or you can only open one door and you've got to go rummaging around the side in the dark to get the thing that you can't remember what it is and then it's just a haven of moths so I mean I, you know it's it's difficult the antique wardrobe and the other thing people do in the classic Victorian houses is they put a wardrobe in the alcove either side of the fireplace which may or may not still be there and that doesn't allow you many clothes. I mean, I think I think a lot of us have more clothes probably than we want to own up to. So you do need to think about where you're going to put them. If you're lucky enough to have a spare room or a guest room, then you can perhaps put the overflow in there. But otherwise, you need to exactly that. Are you a hanging person? Are you a draping person? Are you a folding person? Are you a chuck it on the floor? You do need to think about what you've got and where you're going to store it. And the key point I always make actually about kitchens, but it applies to clothes as well. When you're designing a kitchen, you need to make sure that you've designed enough cupboards that you'd still have space for the for the mugs you haven't yet bought. And it's exactly the same with your wardrobe, unless you are strictly adhering to the one in one out, which is an aspiration that I bet not that many people stick to. You need to have somewhere to put those new summer shoes that you haven't bought yet, but you know you're going to get them. Where are you going to put them? <laughs> and I think as well, the big headline is, is when it comes to 
creating a relaxing environment, there's nothing more stressful than seeing stuff that can't get put away. You know, chest of drawers where the drawers are bulging out, wardrobes where you can't close the doors anymore, or chairs heaped full of clothes because they don't fit into anywhere else. I mean, I've done up a lot of people's homes over the years, and that's the kind of thing that makes me the most stressed is when they don't have the storage for their clothes. And you can put beautiful wallpaper, lovely curtains, you can have your fluffy rugs, but if there's an avalanche of clothes and shoes in the corner, it's going to kill off the whole look. And I think that's one thing I would say just to wind up here is that when it comes to planning kitchens, you know, we're all there with how many cupboards, where am I going to sit, what am I going to put this, you know, we really tend to plan kitchens with military precision. And that is partly because they're expensive and it's fitted units. But I really get the sense that people don't do that with their bedrooms. They think, well, I'll just put my bed here because that's the best bit of wall to put the bed against. And that's it. But you you need just as much precision when planning a bedroom as you do other rooms of the house because exactly to come back to that it's the importance of your sleep it's about how you relax it's about whether you can sleep with clothes all over the floor or whether that is going to make you feel quite stressed and you need to be able to put everything away so hopefully this has given you all a starting point from the from the floor up to the ceiling about how to find your style and decorate your bedroom. I haven't done my wardrobe yet. That is going to be a project I've decorated and I've got to tackle the clothes storage next. But do you know, having just done my kitchen, do you know I found six jars of chilli jam that I didn't know I owned? Yeah, I bet. I've got three jars of tahini and about six or seven jars of pesto and I didn't even know they were there. And now I've created a storage situation where I can see those jars and I know where they are. And I've got a feeling, Kate, that when I come to do my wardrobe and my storage, I might find that I've actually got 10 Breton tops that I didn't know I had. Of course you have. (laughs) So yeah, watch this space. So I hope you found that helpful for all things bedrooms. And especially for our insiders this week, do look out for our bonus episode where we interview Mark Tremlett who is chief bed maker and founder of our sponsors Natural Mat and it was just the most brilliant conversation with Mark who started out installing yachts and boats and quickly discovered that you could get a very nice boat with a very smelly and soggy mattress (laughs) and he saw a gap in the market for creating comfortable beds that lasted a long time and gave you the perfect night's sleep. And so in 1999, he launched the Natural Mat Company. It is now B Corp and it's one of the most pioneering green companies in this country. And it was just fascinating, not only sharing his business journey, but he tells us everything you need to know about creating that perfect, conscious, free night's sleep. On that note, before we go, let me remind you once more about our Great Indoors Insiders Club, where you can enjoy that interview with Mark, ad-free listening, more bonus content and first dibs on ticketed events. Just visit thegreatindoorspodcast.com to sign up. And finally, thank you so much to Natural Map for supporting the show. And don't forget that discount code, GREATINDOORS10, valid until the 31st of August, 2023. And thanks too to our producer, Sarah Cudden of Feast Collective. And thank you to you for listening. And we'll see you in the great indoors.